Welcome everybody to a new episode of Flower Circus Talks. Today is going to be a special one. We're going to talk about uh, the Brexit and we've got some great guests there. I'm really honored that they uh, they joined me today. So uh, we've got uh, Caroline Marshall Foster, the editor of the Florist Trade Magazine, managing director of the Good Florist Guide. We've got John Davison, the finance director of John Tom Brown, a wholesale florist. And we've got Costa Falfos from FMA LTD. So uh, let's quickly invite them all into the live stream. And uh, of course, uh, ladies first. So uh, Caroline, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> John, Hello. welcome. Hi there. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, we've got uh, Costa in. <laughs> Hi, good to be back. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about the Brexit, and then I can see. Yeah, <laughs> should we start with uh, God Save the Queen? Or <laughs> you like, but I don't want to offend anyone in Holland. No, why not? I mean, <laughs> oh hell, I'll make it even, I'll wave my Colombian flag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't choose sides here, so I'm uh... <laughs> no sides, it's no yeah. sides uh let's quickly do a round uh start with caroline caroline can you tell a little bit about yourself for the people for the few people who don't know you oh i'm sure there's lots of people that don't know, don't know me first of all thank you so much for inviting me back uh i think i'm more nervous this time than i was the first time but hey uh my name is caroline marshall foster i own the florist trade magazine which has been going since 1949 uh not started by me i hasten to add um and I also run a project called Good Florist Guide. And I also do consultancy work. And for the last 23 years, I've worked with Colombia and more recently Ecuador on the South American side of the market. But okay. I love the Dutch. I love everyone. My godfather was Dutch. I am completely partisan on everything. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> John, can you tell a bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, I'm John Davidson. I'm the uh, Finance and Business Director of Tom Brown Wholesale in London. I also oversee the Flower Bank in Carlisle, uh, Marillium in Huddersfield and Wedding Doncaster. Okay, great. Costa? Uh, my name's Costa Fufes. I've been a wholesaler in New Covent Garden Market. I've worked with many of the packers in the UK, packing for all the uh, high street High Street supermarkets and many of the e-commerce businesses. Um, I've I've also done projects in Holland, and I now I, I work as a, a consultant and a uh, well an occasional trader with, yeah. uh, for myself, and mainly working out of South uh, South America and Africa. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, the reason I, I called you up uh, to join me on this conversation about the Brexit because a lot of people are curious what is going on after the brexit of course we have some other thing going on in the in the world not only in in the uk um so people want to know what's going on and that's caroline uh yeah as, as a director of the good florist guide with how many members do you have now uh we're nearly up to 200 we lost a few and we're gaining more and it's never going to be about quantity it will always be about quality the clue yeah. is in the name good florist guide um uh, but it's incredibly exciting and I love the fact that the members all work together and support each other, which over the last few months has been just so important. Um, yeah. You know, let's face it, for everybody in the sector, 
I don't think we could have ever anticipated what a global pandemic would do to us, both positively and negatively, because it's not all been bad. I think many will be honest enough to admit that COVID has helped their businesses and has strengthened the position of flowers. Um, I think Brexit coming in at the same time, bit of a perfect storm. Um, not sure which is more important at the moment. Yeah. I think just getting orders in for Valentine's Day is probably the priority now. Um, yeah. But, you know, COVID has been interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. And, and, and still going on. And that's why, yeah, Brexit is something just... An, 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 <laughs> I, I can't call it a bonus, but <laughs> it's just another thing to take on board. And, yeah. you know, we all knew it was going to happen. We all knew that the chaps and chapesses in charge would take it to the wire. Um, so I don't think there were any surprises there, but we are only 29 days in. And yeah. whilst there are obviously some horriblenesses, and systems and procedures to get heads round, et cetera, et cetera. There are also some hugely exciting opportunities. And I think it's thrown everything up in the air in a way that actually could be quite thrilling yeah. in my mind. But, yeah. um, you know, same old, same old ain't gonna happen anymore. Uh, that's for sure. There's a lot of opportunities. Uh, John, you guys are importing from, from, from Holland, from Europe, but also from, from other countries. Uh, do you notice any difference? Um, no, no, to be honest with you, actually, it's been fairly smooth so far. I, you know, I think <laughs> today was the first time one of our trucks has got stopped. Uh, even so, it's a three hour delay and the truck was still where we needed to be by four o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, and to be honest with you, January really with the with COVID has stress tested the system quite hard. You know, stem cells stem cells are up, uh, and yet we're coping. Yeah. So so uh, twenty nine days in, uh, no delays, no, no problem. And then how come? Or were you prepared, or is it the supplier that was uh, well prepared? Or? As Karen I said, we, we've spent probably the last four, four and a half years planning for this and you plan for every scenario as best you can. Uh, we work really, really closely with our main exporter uh, and on the back of that, we, we felt prepared going into this. There were some other people we worked with uh, that wasn't prepared and, and we stopped trading with them for the time being until they are ready. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's also a wise lesson for the people who weren't uh, yeah. prepared. I mean, you couldn't say uh, you couldn't see it coming after four and a half years. So <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to be very blind if you yeah. hadn't thought it was about to be a change. Costa, uh, you are obviously trading all over the world. Uh, your Brexit uh, leaving or uh, England or the UK leaving uh, Europe. Now they got uh, uh, special uh, trade. How, how do I call it? Uh, arrangements arrangements with uh, yeah but but they also got arrangements now with with, with uh, south america with kenya which are probably uh, beneficial for them is it yeah the, the there's been some slight hold-ups at port more around um probably lack of understanding at the actual port more yeah. than else um which is you know as john was saying two three hour delays were expected 
Uh, we haven't really seen anything much longer than that. Uh, obviously, the, the probably the biggest hiccup was the um, was the closure of closure of uh, uh, Calais pre-Christmas, but that was nothing yeah. Brexit. Um, other than that, it's been it's been uh, pretty pretty smooth. There are still some hiccups in the system, which people are using workarounds in order to get around. Yeah. Uh, but overall, fingers crossed. At the moment, we're 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 pretty good. Um, yeah. Yes. The rest of Europe is looking, you know, it's more for me. It makes very little difference because it's the same rules that are, that apply to the rest of the world, really, that are applied to Europe now. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of uh, um, some uh, additional phytosanitary inspections currently. Yeah. Uh, but that's for me. It's, I'm I'm seeing very little change. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I mean, sh shall we stop the the it's still, it depends on which aspect it is. There's still, yeah. still quite a lot to, um, a lot out there, and still more to come. And I know that from a, I'm, I, I'm literally only doing cut flower. Yeah. But from a, I know from a plant perspective, yeah. there have been a few more, a few more yeah. challenges. Yeah. Uh, John, can you tell us a little bit more about the plants? Uh, what's happening there? Yeah. Sure. Um, with plants, it's a lot harder to do what we used to do, which was bring them in, in on a 24-hour basis. Uh, the plants have to be phytosanitary checked now in Holland, uh, and they leave with all the documentation. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a lot harder for us, guys. Um, it takes time to, you know, we buy the plants at auction, they get delivered. They then have to sit and wait until they're inspected, until they can actually be loaded onto us. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the documentation is onerous, but they're working really hard. Uh, and I think in the first 29 days, the progress they've made has been amazing. Uh, we outsourced a lot of what we did, uh, and yeah. now we're bringing that back in-house. Um, and you learn as you go along, you know, they're going to start separating stocks. So the stocks that we'll be able to purchase in the UK will already been phytosanitary checked before we've even purchased them. Uh, no one, from a customer's point of view, no one will actually notice any difference. Yeah. Uh, but it will just make the process a lot smoother again. Yeah. Uh, but it has been tough. And also the actual cost, the documentation is is, is high, uh, especially if you're only bringing in very small shipments, which we do in certain uh, locations for us guys. Yeah. But it's a learning curve. All of this is a learning curve. Yeah. And it, I, I was talking to a wholesaler the other day who used to go over in his own van to Belgium before we even came in, before we came into the EU. He used to take his own van over to Belgium and buy his plants off the, the nurseries there and then drive them back. You know, it, it's been done before. I think yeah. plants are painful. Pain, plants are horribly painful. Um, but again, it's about adapting. You know, as one of the florists said, we did a survey over the last couple of days. And as some of the florists said, plants are not good. But to be honest, I can't open my shop, so I can't put out plants anyway. So it's okay. I can cope with this at the moment, and that gives people time to to get the systems into place. And it also opens up some opportunities, possibly, for British growers to move into more plant production. Um, yeah. You know, is that a good side of it? Could there be more local production, given we can't grow huge amounts more flowers, but could we move into the plant side? Because we are, as a nation, very good at plant production. Yeah, and I think maybe also for for wholesalers to specialize more on on plants as well, and instead of both flowers and plants, because if you can get a bigger volume in, is if I understand it right, it's easier as well. 
especially from from a cost yeah, uh, point of view. Definitely spreads the cost of the actual um, your, your fixed cost anyway of each on each shipment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know from a you know as as John and I speak regularly is the the a, a small shipment is going to cost you cost you quite a lot per plant. Yeah, just about having to think a little bit more logically around when you're going to bring product in, and the, are you are you bringing daily or are you going to bring in two or three times a week? You know, I'm sure there'd be people out there that probably bring in less than that, but it's going to affect their stock quality. Yeah, but on plants, on plants you can hold them that that much yeah. longer. So, and I noticed a couple of wholesalers have relaunched their plant service in the last week or so because they've now got it in and it's going to come in on a Friday, um, I think a Tuesday and a Friday. But actually, from a retail perspective, you can work that. You can say, right, I need to have my product. And we've been advocating as a magazine that people should get into the psyche of ordering 24, 36 hours in yeah. advance or before, earlier. You know, we've, got, we've all got used to this just in time. And... JIT doesn't work at the moment, whether it be because of COVID or Brexit. You know, just in time can't happen because you, you, we, we have logistic issues, you know, whether there's enough space on the planes, um, you know, there's the, the, the freight. I mean, Costa will know this more than I, but, you know, hearing that KLM have lost 15% of their cargo load yeah. That is a lot of flowers that is has got to be placed somewhere else. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. So retailers are going to have to make commitments if they want to be sure of products. And that's particularly true of Valentine's. Yeah. I mean, the people in the UK were so blessed with uh, the, the exporters, the, the Flying Dutchman and, and mm. uh, the wholesalers bringing in uh, flowers overnight. And, and before you open your shop, uh, a lot of people had their flowers in already. I mean, that, that's, that's unbelievable. We've been spoilt. We've been spoilt. But I remember, I'm old enough that I remember having to go to market and do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, yeah. yeah. So, so the plants for now is, is, is still a bit, uh, yeah, it has to find its way. It has to find its way. And I think, you know, if you look at what COVID has done, you know, it has increased the popularity in plants hugely. So yeah. it, it is something we're going to work at and work at it quickly to get it resolved. Yeah, but I mean, you can see it on the prices of the plants. I mean, the, 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 they are skyrocketing because everybody wants some plants in their house because people are sitting at home, working from home. So that's that's good. And it has nothing to do with the brexit or whatever but maybe people will blame it because look there's some inspections that's why it's more expensive but the whole market is going up it was the prices were going up before brexit came into play and it is supply and demand and you know i mean this is where i actually feel sorry for the supermarket suppliers because they are being squeezed um to the point of silliness but you know conversely poor florists are having to pay a lot more but I think the supermarket suppliers, if they don't get squeezed, they they, they don't know what to do. Am I right, Costa? But it, they, they won't they won't be there much longer if they if they get squeezed too hard. It just needs, it, it just needs it just needs a reset. And I think there's plenty uh, um, to go after for a reset. If you sit down with anybody now to to talk about where the business is and where the business is going, there, there, there's quite a lot to say. Well, look, you know, this is there's all these factors at play now. Yeah, this this secures your product. And this yeah. makes it viable, and this makes us still a supplier in 12 months' time. Outside of that, 
there's, there's very very little likelihood you're going to have a partner to work with and and we've spoken before it's it's it is a partnership and it is about working to you know those those companies working together in order to get to the end goal yeah but is there an opportunity for florist i mean uh it's difficult for the retail for everybody it's difficult to get plants in i can imagine that retailers say okay we just go with three lines and that's it because the rest is too difficult for sure there's there'd be rationalization of SKUs within the supermarkets which is a massive opportunity for florists mm. given their selection and their knowledge of being able to take take advantage of yes seasonal products but also some more unusual mm. you know uh, house plants and, and more unusual flowering plants that yeah, supermarkets probably will not take the risk on yeah so yeah. and and with social media it's so easy to promote the fact that you have you know if you buy a tray of this and a tray of that you don't have to buy hundreds of them but you know we've got a, a gfg a helen's spur of flowers and she's doing a whole series of social media posts at the moment about individual plants very stylish uh lots of information um she, she's making them sexy and she's selling them yep. and it's much easier for a florist to move quickly on a new line or you know swap and change each week um and as long as the the the, the sort of supply lines are coming in and i see meryl has made a, a um an observation that she's bringing in twice a week and i know the same is true of Fleur and Metz and tom brown and van bleep because like the bbc i have to say that there are all sorts of wholesalers out there um <laughs> other suppliers are available um but you know florists can move so quickly and a you yeah. know duck and dive far better than a supermarket can the supermarket and, the supermarket will always follow the trends of florists yeah yeah I mean, Sue Steptoe of Waitrose, sorry to interrupt, but Sue Steptoe, who used to be the head flower buyer of Waitrose, one of the fastest growing supermarkets around, she used to read my magazine and take all the ideas and put them into Waitrose. You know, yep. it was sort of like, why not? Yeah. Sorry about will, that. Uh, Meryl uh, said, uh, I can't show it all, but I will uh, read it. Hi all, plants are doable. We deliver them two, two days a week. It's like John uh, says, it's a learning curve. It's only that the information changes still a lot. But we as a floral industry are used to adapting. Uh, Cost-wise, indeed, you need them to monitor. Plants have become more important, especially because of the lockdown. We have sending out plants for, from the first week. And uh, Kirsten is saying, because we got so many comments, any resourceful florist will have his or her go to exotic foliage plant for the extra touch that uh, adds value uh, with a single stem. That's, that's also true. I mean, there are so many uh, new nice plants coming up with all the, and, and people want to have something special in their house. And, and it's, not, it's not just the plant though, it's the, it's the, it's the pot the that pot. it goes well, yeah. which is again, Massive advantage for a florist because a florist will will have a probably a, a larger range of product than your you know your your, your high street supermarket. Um, so that there's that's a, a little touch that makes it that little bit more special in my in my world. However, I know there's there's quite a lot of pressure on sundries as well. Yeah. Well, yes, because of containers and prices and all the rest of it. I mean, most of the major suppliers are predicting price rises there. So if there are bargains to be had, anybody that sees a good bargain, grab it. Yeah. You know, this is time to, you know, my, my family say, why have we got 10 cans of something? And I said, because it was on special offer. 
He, your husband will not ask if it's beer. <laughs> and he will only say, why do we only have 10? <laughs> <laughs> yes. when, the, when the Moretti goes on special, oh boy, does that get bought. But, but it, I think it's uh, plants are hugely exciting. And people don't want just one plant. I mean, my daughter has a relatively small flat, but she's got about 15 plants in it. Yeah. And she keeps buying. And they become pets and sort of particularly for millennials it's a sort of there's not quite competition as to who can have the most plants but i mean you know there's a, fa there's a facebook page on fa um called houseplant hoarders yeah. and i'm amazed amazed yeah. they've got hundreds look at mr uh, plant geek he has yeah. I don't know how many followers as well i mean it's, yeah. it's really trending so uh, but but to go back to, to the sundries, uh, John, can you tell a bit more about that? Yeah, it's just uh, sundries are really, really hard at the moment. The delay are long. Uh, we are getting them in, um, but when, we're, when they're saying, okay, they're expected on a certain day, we're usually adding two, three weeks to that. Uh, I was speaking to Costa earlier, the containers are in the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, to get them into location is either extremely expensive um, or just hard to come by. Uh, again, I'll be honest with you, it was something that was known, it wasn't an unknown. Uh, we stocked up heavily uh, in the run-up to well, probably October, November, yeah. uh, and the issue is still there. Though I must admit, they are getting through that issue now. They are uh, they're getting through. The other issue with sundries, which was a kind of uh, supplementary issue, was I think a lot of the sundry suppliers in, in Holland were used to just tagging their, their products onto an exporter's lorry yeah. and letting them do the logistics. Yeah, my exporter now saying the only products I want on my lorry are my products because we're not going to risk the documentation not being correct. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. But but the delay on on, on sundries and and most of it is probably China. Is it does it has to do with uh, the Brexit or is it COVID? COVID or is it both? Well, it started because it was COVID because all, COVID. everything stopped. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, COVID related. No. So uh, just to, to, to get it clear, uh, I've got a question from uh, Kirsten van Dijk. Does Bre Brexit have any influence over sustainability issues? No. no. <laughs> they all work on the same standards. Yeah. Very, very high standards that we do work to. We're still maintaining those. On, on yeah. the, the there will be absolutely no drop in standards as far as the UK flower industry is concerned in terms of expectation or, or implementation. It would be totally mad to, you know. Responsible, I would call it. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we have to stick to all the gains that have been made in that area and continue to improve on it. Yeah. Because in the US, you see that, that, that more people are, are just uh, the, buying the, uh, the plastic uh, dishes, things like that, because they are afraid of uh, giving COVID to somebody else. That's what I heard as well. So there's... That's, that's I think, yeah, I think I think that there are areas where people have been more cautious because of COVID and the yeah. risk of infection. But I think that in terms of are we going to suddenly kiss goodbye to all our beliefs around sustainability, environmental issues, looking after the people, etc.? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean. This the standards in the supermarket in the UK uh, supermarkets are really, really high. Mm. And, and also the florist. I mean, uh, if you talk about the floral foam, uh, 
uh, a lot of florists are looking for alternatives there because yeah, they want to see something else. No, no foam is a big movement. Yeah, I mean, already two years ago, I don't know how many thousand followers they had on Instagram, but it was it was huge. Yeah, I mean, there are. I think I think one has to be a little careful about the no foam um, debate because I I remember Simon Lysett doing a presentation and and we were talking about foam and he opened up a sort of carpet bag, Mary Poppins bag, and there was his little block of foam, and then he pulled out the plastic pots and the tie cable ties and the cellophane that came round it etc etc and it was sort of you know foam is just one part of it yeah. um and a you know in consumption tonnage etc relatively small compared to what else the industry as a whole produces and uses in plastic then yeah Costa, you wanted to add something. I was just going to add from a from a sustainability and environmental factor. It's it's driven by customer demand. Yeah. You know, yeah. What you know, the, the the customer wants more friendly product, and the 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 ethos of the farms is to be to be providing that product anyway. I mean, they they learned many many years ago to be to start looking after the uh, the soil, the water. You know, and their impact on it. So it's it's there's there's not going to be any change. The the standards the standards are, are, are phenomenal. Yeah, you know, and they're only going they're only going to get better. Yeah, and what about uh, the local produce? I mean, we talk about sustainable. There's there's hardly any transport, and and now with Brexit, uh, will there be an increase in in the produce, or will there be uh, increase in, in demand, or what will happen there? Or um, I've already seen an increase in. Uh... Of British products anyway, people wanting it. Uh, but I think that's been going on for the last four or five years. People, you know, like they buy into provenance where you're getting your stuff from. Uh, there's some fantastic growers out there, but it's quite telling. I think this week, uh, one of the growers put out that their first shipment of plug plants from the EU has cost them more. And is it sustainable to keep on bringing that in? So we can talk about British product, but we can't forget that the plug plants, the bulbs are also bought in uh, from the EU. Yeah, yeah, that, that's one thing. But the, the plugs are always uh, cheaper than the end product, and and the plugs as well. So for him, of course, it's it's a great increase in, in his buying. But in the end, it, it it's a small part of the the, the, the end price. Yep. I mean, well, I mean, hopefully he will be able to cover it, and I saw that one as well, John. Um, and you know, florists are going to just have to realise that there is an on cost involved and duck and dive on their pricing as much as they duck and dive on the on their their product range there is always a there is always a replacement flower there is always something out there that will be cost less or and give the same appearance or and why florist choice another side benefit of covid the introduction of florist choice has been the savior of many a florist because instead of having to have six of this, well, that, that was five, but you know, <laughs> not four, but you know, six. <laughs> instead of having to have a set menu of specifics, they've been allowed complete free rate, which has been both fun and more profitable. Mm. And you know, long may it continue. 
Yeah, can I add, it also makes my job a lot more exciting, if I'm honest with you. It does. <laughs> Picking the same products day in, day out, because it's in an ingredients list, uh, it's not the most fun thing in the world. To see florists actually create and, and come up with new ideas, new styles, it, it, it makes the variety so much better. Yeah. I mean, I think one has to give credit to Interflora and Director Florist on that, where they, yeah. they literally, and Interflora particularly, because it was always menu-based for the biggest player in the market to say, okay, free reign, as long as it looks good, as long as the customer is happy, um, kudos, you know, yeah. good on them. Yeah, great. Uh, I've got a question from Anne Gans. Uh, are there more cases of bankruptcy in the florist sector because of Brexit and COVID? Uh, far too early to tell. I mean, with for me, from my perspective, uh, when we did our survey as to how many people would give up, um, it's tiny. It's, it's you know, four or five out of 290 respondents yeah. are, are giving up. I also think that with furlough schemes, grants, um, et cetera, et cetera, there should be no reason for a florist to give up because they, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but not they're not being hit as hard as they might have been well, I, would, I mean john's the finance person yeah I, I would add you know the government has really propped up this industry and we can't forget compared to other industries we have been fairly lucky we can work behind closed doors we can do deliveries if you're in in, in uh, england you can do click and collect and the government haven't penalized you on that with regards to the grants they're giving you and things like that when you look at other industries where they literally can't open, we've, we've been quite lucky. I think I think if people are looking to close, I feel sorry for them. It, it may be because that was on the cards anyway, uh, and this is a good enough reason to do it. Uh, but no, I haven't seen whole. I haven't seen large amount of people default on that. Actually, surprisingly, after Mother's Day, straight after all this, we actually see the opposite. We see people paying off their debt. Okay. I think they used that that first ten thousand pounds. Absolutely, an awful lot of florist shops thought, right? I want to go into this, whatever this is, debt free, clean and clear, and I'll deal with the fallout afterwards. And they paid their wholesale bills, and they then move forward. And you know, the the turnover may be down, but profitability is up. People have been able to stash cash. No, we don't know how long this is going to last. I mean, let's be brutally honest, the lockdown works for florists wherever they are in the world. Yeah. Um, when when lockdown is lifted, sales go down because obviously people have other things to spend money on. You only have to look at the players like Bloom and Wild, Freddie's Flowers, etc. They too have seen extraordinary growth. Um, so, you know, in terms of bankruptcy or business failure, at the moment, I don't think there is much. And in fact, I think that many shops have been strengthened, both mentally and financially, to move forward and be stronger in the future. I don't think we'll see any impact until three three to four months after no. everything stops, um, when, when things get back to normal, exactly what Caroline was saying, when people start spending money on other things. Yeah. 
Is, is it also something, and then my neighbor starts drilling again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was quiet for two months, but I think he knows you, uh, Costa. So. <laughs> it's the opposition. That's what it is, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not Kevin, is it? No, sorry. Is, is, it, is it speeding? Is it uh, the COVID and Brexit just speeding up things? Like people uh, wanted to stop, they will stop probably a year earlier. Uh, change in, in, in buying or maybe from another country or things like that. Is it just speeding up some things? Uh, internet sales, of course. Internet sales have increased massively. I think there's been anybody that was looking to move away from buying in Europe to buying. Uh, through through an import or in some cases direct if they're large enough, uh, will it would have it would have fast tracked that that thought process. Um, but you know there's there's other you know there's other there's other things at play though. Covid Covid was the first step before Brexit, without a doubt. Yeah, but, but for example, I know some planes are, are flying via Amsterdam, or that they, they land in Amsterdam, and then it has to go to the UK. Does that influence in any way? Is it more expensive, or is it? Well, it means yeah, obviously if it's landing in the UK, it's fresher because you're yeah. gonna, you're going to get it 24 to 48 hours earlier, um, and that's going to that's going to influence influence quite a lot of people, especially when you're moving you know more delicate product like like roses that are more te te um, temperature sensitive. The, there is a there is a desire to move move products as, as much as possible into the UK. The change the change was very very early with uh, many of the the cargo flights moving straight into Holland and not stopping in the UK. Um, but again, the industry adapts, and you know a lot a lot of people have moved products in, in different different ways. Yeah, and and will it speed up things as well uh, with uh, transport by containers on the sea? With, with flowers like like is happening already for for some of the uh, supermarkets the those plans would have already been in place John six to eight six to eight months before anything uh, would have changed because those planting programs would have been in place yeah. would have been booked already so those those plans were there the the change with Europe we as I say we've been all talking about this three or four years already. Uh, I can't tell you how many of those risk analyses I've filled in with what's coming from Europe versus the rest of the world for, for uh, a, a supermarket um, and how many trucks and how many containers. The, the big thing is, is, is changes. The, the big influences, as I say, is the changes that are, are happening last minute. So an, an ocean freight company last minute deciding that they're going to they're going to stop servicing Folkestone or Dover and move yeah. direct into Holland and that they're going to they're going to skip that routing altogether because it's an opportunity for them to save a bit of cash uh you know and not and not service that and all of a sudden you've you've got a container that's that's popping up in Holland that you have to clear and pull back yeah. or worst case scenario is they won't change the paperwork and you're waiting for it to to be then uh cross-loaded onto a, a second vessel to come back to the UK. And that can be a disaster because that could take two to three weeks. Yeah, especially uh, with the delays. I mean, a flight sometimes delays a couple of hours, but, but with vessels, it can be much longer, of course. Of sure, yeah. No. Uh, Miro added something for the, uh, for the florist and then the wedding uh, planners or the, the wedding florist. Some uh, wedding event florists are having a hard time 
but it uh, but it are not shops. Absolutely, and I mean, I, I I was sort of thinking, oh, that was very horrid of me to say how wonderful it was and not reflect and uh, and accept that there have been areas that have been damaged. And of course, the lack of weddings has had a huge impact on growers of certain products. So, for example, white roses, you know, decimated because most white roses are going into weddings. Hydrangeas, yeah. you know, where of a, a London wholesaler might sell two, three hundred boxes of South American hydrangea. It, it just hasn't happened, and that that wasn't product that could be instantly picked up on oh, the burgeoning. Sorry, Garden, Garden roses, discipline. Garden roses. Yeah. I mean, poor, poor Joey. I mean, you know, flowers yeah. as well. I mean, there are so many products, especially yeah. more exclusive uh, products. But in the end, if uh, the normal florist, uh, they got a chance of using them now as well, because they're, they're, for them, they are now uh, priced really well. So now is the chance to, to start to work with those flowers as well and see uh, what you can do with it. It's also Absolutely. a way to stand out uh, yeah. with the supermarkets. I think I think that yeah because I mean Louisa has just asked a question about supermarkets and actually Louisa we haven't covered that so <laughs> we can bring it in now thank you um, I think that we have to remember in the UK I mean there may be only six thousand shops and the average turnover of a shop in the UK is only one hundred and twenty-five thousand they are relatively small units but yeah. I actually rang John and I said can you check my math <laughs> I thought. That doesn't make sense. But actually, the UK florist sector, independent, even if we take it at only five and a half thousand, is worth over 500 million pounds. That's a lot of flower buying. Yeah. Um, now, we're all, I think a lot of florists have been used to buying X, Y and Z products. Now it's time to maybe get a bit braver, you know, for Valentine's, maybe invest in white roses, not just red. Uh, Mother's Day go all out because it's not even just about using more fun products it's about using it as a marketing and advertising tool to yeah. show your customers that actually you are just absolutely amazing and that's why they should always use a local florist yeah. so there's, a, there's an opportunity there as well John can you see uh, for example uh, a changing quality that uh, florists are buying a higher quality. I mean, in the beginning of COVID, and then uh, yeah, the prices were down uh, dramatically. Uh, there was a great uh, yeah, yeah. chance to buy uh, good quality. Yeah, fantastic opportunity to buy good quality and and different product products that generally they would have sort of shied away from. Um, but with the free reign they've been given, yeah, absolutely, we've seen that. Um, and even so, now even coming into Valentine's now, you know, I think people are looking for a high-end product uh, yeah. yeah and when you're looking at the valentine's roses and you're looking at you know, how it works the high-end product is where we stand out from everybody else yeah i mean uh everybody who's buying on the internet they don't want to have any risks so uh, if they buy shoes and they have size 10 they want to get size 10 and they don't want to get size 7 or 8 because it doesn't fit or if they're buying red sneakers they want red sneakers and not white ones Sorry, I'm laughing because Karen's just said that she's made to put my lippy on. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First time in months, dear. Yeah, Karen, I hope you don't mind. Uh, we didn't do it. 
<laughs> Make for yourself, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's only the clowns in the circus who do that. <laughs> it's, uh, where were we? Sorry. Yeah. No, with the, with the good uh, quality and, and also with the internet sales, I think a lot of florists uh, learned a lot over the last couple of months uh, selling online. And, and, and the great opportunities, I mean, and also, that's uh, not because of Brexit, but I think because of COVID, we've got a whole new generation that is interested, like we already covered with the plants, also flowers and gardening and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that it's, and this is where, to be honest, the traditional sector has to learn from players like Freddy's and Bloom and Wild. And because they have marketing down to a T, they are very clever. But it is nothing that a local florist can't do. And it is nothing that can't be done on a local level and possibly with far more effect to generate customers that are within a 10 mile radius rather than worrying about, you know, getting orders from that side of the world or that side of the country. Focus yeah. on your 10 mile radius and make sure that you are getting every single punter you can and moving them away from supermarkets. We must go back to Louise's question, John. Yeah, I will uh, read it. Louisa saying, sorry, missed a bit. Louisa and everybody else watching. Um, it will be on Facebook and later on, on YouTube as well. So you can uh, can watch it. Or even we have a, there's a podcast available on, on iTunes, uh, Spotify, oh Google. Podcast, so <laughs> Google you can great. listen to it as well. <laughs> uh, that, was the commercial, that was the commercial break. <laughs> Do you think supermarkets will be able to sustain their flower stock and sales? Is there a possibility that, uh, where is it? Uh, uh, the florist might win uh, through Brexit. The su supermarkets will, will be able to sustain their stock. There's been a lot of rationalisation in the ranges. My my view is florists will win by being able to be more diverse and being more creative. And that is the same message I've been saying for I don't know how many years. It's just it's just you know stop looking at what the the supermarkets are doing you're doing something completely different it's yeah. art yeah you know, I, I, buy, I, it's it's they're buying a statement yeah i think possibly where the the fear is of supermarkets is price point that if a customer is driven by a supermarket price point of say 10 pounds a florist can't necessarily match that and if the demographic in the area can't afford to go over 10 pounds then you know that that is a challenge um i actually wonder if covid will be more of a problem for supermarkets selling flowers than brexit simply because for as long as we are discouraged from going shopping there will be less footfall in supermarkets um and therefore the shop local element comes into play yeah that that's where i think local has scored but to be honest i haven't been to a supermarket now for oh my last outing was about <laughs> two months ago to asda that was that was Bad person that, I am. that was the gym was on special then wasn't it <laughs> um no but something else ah yes yes <laughs> Asda's great. I love Asda, especially at two in the morning because it's uh, virtually empty. <laughs> the, the, the shift, the shift in supporting local businesses. There's been, you know, 
a, a tremendous a tremendous support for that yeah. and it's it's been carried yes by the stock in the stock in supermarket retailers on 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 fresh produce collapsing very early in covid because of you know for whatever reason people buying an extra bag of pasta or whatever but it made people look around their local area around what they can get and the florist benefited from that yeah and you know hopefully yes they will be able to sustain those customers yeah karen is also saying i truly believe that at the moment the public want to uh, support local more than ever before it's our time to shine and, and yeah karen it I, I hate to say think outside the box because everybody is shouting it, but literally just look at the box how flowers are supplied to a supermarket. If you make something that doesn't fit in that box, supermarkets will never copy you. Well, it's, it's why they it is. Yeah, it's why they've struggled so hard to get arrangements onto the shelves. They'd love to get arrangements onto the shelves because they know that it would make more profit. Yeah. Um, you you make more profit out of a, a, a foam or vase based based design than you do out of a hand tied, and but they can't get it in a box. They cannot get it shipped safely. And I know that Flora sort of cringe when I say living cards or envelopes or or hat boxes or whatever. But it is a USP, and yeah. we have to keep pushing that. Because otherwise, you know, if it's just hand tied, then everybody's doing that. I God mean, has hat box stock because Caroline's mentioned hat boxes. Going yeah. Carrie yeah. <laughs> says hat boxes, you know, living cards. We've got living cards. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's totally true. It's time for the florists to stand out and also change your stock every, every other week to, to have something different. I mean, some of the, the shops are already obviously closed and working behind closed doors. But once you are open, if, or if you're open, just surprise your customers as well with different flowers. I mean, the supermarket have their lines running uh, either year round or, or in a season. They're not changing uh, so much. I know customers that are closed, but are still updating their social media regularly uh, with, with, with exciting designs that they're creating. You know. They're not open for business in the uh, traditional sense of the word, but they're still out there and they're still showing what they can do. Yeah. And and I'm delighted to see so many. I mean, in the first lockdown, everybody sort of covered their windows and put you know, like, and I go, whoa, why why are we doing this? Your window still has to look stunning, absolutely yeah. amazing. It's got to be, if anything, it's got to be even more exciting because people are bored, rigid. You know, they're looking, strangers talk to me on dog walks now. It's that desperate. <laughs> People want to see new things. Yep. So use the fact that you have a plate glass window where you can safely, and, and also shows you're open. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, I had to take good housekeeping to task because they had said that florist shops were shut. And it was sort of like, no, we're not shut. We yeah. are operating under guidelines of the government to work behind closed doors. Um, I'm glad to say they've removed it now. But people do think that shops are shut. So you have to make a big noise yeah. visually and maybe even volume-wise. There's no really rule that says you can't have a sound system 
outside with music playing. I don't know. Uh, and I mean, there's so many possibilities now. Normally, you could advertise in a local newspaper, but use uh, Google, use Facebook, use Instagram. You can advertise in your oh, area. So, opportunities for that. And, and showcase so many opportunities for the yeah to showcase you know even even the 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 hard the hard hit uh, hospitality sector that you know is a big chunk of our business even then they've they've been using media uh, social media massively just doing the the the, the bouquets that they're doing you know normally you'd see you'd see the big events and, and the photographs of those that have been done but they're doing retrospective work as far as you know what they were doing this time last year the boat and the work that is going out even though it's a, a much smaller scale the work that's going out now yeah yeah it really is um, and, it, and it will come back and you know i feel desperately sorry for the wedding and event business you know that but what else could happen you know it it just is sod's law yeah. And I, I don't know. But a lot of wedding and event florists have pivoted. And a lot of florists have decided they don't ever want to do a wedding again. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, actually, it is quite nice not doing weddings. <laughs> so that would be an opportunity for florists after all this is over to pick up extra work. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, well, once it starts again with the events, I think we all, uh, yeah, we, they need to cope up with it because the, the first period that it's possible, uh, probably there's going to be a, a loads of events. Yeah. And and, yeah. and as I, uh, I think, uh, John, I talked to you yesterday uh, evening as well, and we were talking about that people are more interested in flowers and plants now. So I was thinking, uh, if people are so interested in flowers and plants, it probably is going to be part of their budget as well for their wedding or for their event. While normally it was, oh, and, and we need flowers as well. So uh, where can we get them? Absolutely. But that's why I really hope that the growers keep faith uh, because I believe 2022 will be massive and we need the growers to keep faith that it's going to be that way because otherwise uh, supply again will be will be an issue and prices yeah. will continue to rise. Um, yeah, well, from what from what I can I can see, and I, you know, I've got many many friends that are in in the hospitality industry from a, from a hotel perspective, from a photography uh, you know perspective as well, and you know, cars, everything. The 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 fact is that many of the events that were booked for 2020 and for 2021, they're already being moved to 2022. Yeah. Venues that well, yeah. Look, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Venues, venues are, are completely booked. You know, you you're going to see. Yes, it's going to be a deluge, but it's virtually going to be every day of the week by the looks of things that things are happening. But yeah. it's it's as long as we come out of this this year. Next year, yes, agree with you completely, John. Will be bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a busy year, 2022. <laughs> I think we're going to be drunk once with all the parties, but it's from the beginning till the end. <laughs> as, long as, as long as we're sober for 23, it'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Katie's saying COVID and Brexit are mingled. I think florists just see it all as just something else to solve. Uh, our best moves are to keep talking to each other uh, like this and helping each other with ideas for buying, marketing and promotions. That sounds like a book guide. 
I, yeah. I spent well, I spent four years planning for Brexit just for COVID to overtake it at the last minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was supposed to be retired before COVID. <laughs> that sort of went out the window as well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that, that, you see, COVID brings something good as well. You are still in the floral oh. industry, busy, so that's that's great. <laughs> No, it's great, and I and I and I am so amazed because I mean I deal with with florists around the world and growers, and you know I'm very blessed to to sort of work across the sector, and I'm just amazed at how everybody has fought so hard to keep it all going yeah. that it was you know it was not oh my gosh let's just go off and slash our wrists it was right roll our sleeves up let's get going and how we're going to deal with this and i don't think there was ever a time well apart from when the auction crashed that was a bit dismal but apart from then i think everybody has just bashed on and said right there is a way through i mean i look at my american uh, industry sector friends uh, society of american florists has done a brilliant job generate you know generating enthusiasm and ideas across Europe, you know, it's been phenomenal. And there are losses. I mean, you know, let's not kid ourselves. There have been some huge losses. And there's a lot of consolidation and people, you know, mergers and acquisitions are just rife. What yeah. was it? Costa knows this more than I do. Rabo said it was down to 50 or something. No, it's not uh, 50. Uh, the Rabobank oh, is there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. They, they're now 150 traders in Holland and they expect uh, Rabobank that it's going to be 50 traders by 2027. Wow. So that's that, that's going to change a lot. Is that something that, that, that you foresee happening in the, in the UK as well? Well, it's already started pre-COVID yeah. with with uh, a lot of changes from the, the big packers anyway, um, as we, we've spoken previously about. But as we've said, with with every challenge comes a, a new opportunity yeah but my my view is the smaller guy is always going to be more fleet of foot and faster to react because it's their their sole sole focus whereas a big conglomerate will have multiple multiple customers and a probably a disjointed level of what their customer customer percentages are and Basically, the big customers are always going to get served, you know, the, the most focus. Yeah. The little guy can, can make some big wins. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It opens a window for the for the little guys, I think. I mean, uh, I think, yeah, people want to. Oh, sorry. That's my phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbirds, I'll go. Oh, you, get, okay. you get your orders in. <laughs> Uh, Charles is saying, hi, Caroline, COVID showed the importance of solidarity with between the generations. Do you believe Grandparents Day can become uh, an important holiday for the flower business in the UK? Regards from Italy. Uh, greetings, Charles. Long time no see. Um, I think we did try with Grandparents Day a long time ago. Well, I, I can't remember when it is. And I think the problem we had back then and I'm not using this as an excuse not to do it. I'm just sort of dredging the memory banks. Was that people said, well, if they're a grandparent, surely they're a mother or father as well. And we've got Mother's Day and Father's Day. So there was 
that sort of objection to it. Yeah. My view is that any excuse to promote the purchase of flowers and plants should be exploited to the absolute hills. And, you know, with our GFG hat on, or my GFG hat on, if there is a reason, I'll make a little posterette for it and say, okay, guys, let's try and sell for this or let's try and sell for that. There are some occasions that I think it's impolitic. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't hang on to a charity thing. Charity thing. I think that's a bit pants. Because yeah. um, that looks as if you're just trying to ride on the back of something. But But no, I mean, I'd be willing to give it a bash. I think we're already seeing at Valentine's Day, aren't we? You know, they're promoting love uh, rather than just the yeah. idea of romance. Yeah. And there's also Galentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> but then when's the ladding nights? Ladentine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break your tongue there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky one. But Galentine's, I've never heard of. No, but it's, I mean, Singles Day in China, that was made yeah. up as well, uh, what was it, 10 years ago. It's now the biggest online selling day there is. Yeah, and Friendship Day, I mean, Colombia has Friendship, Friends Day, which is, you know, I think, I think that's a lovely one. I mean, what I do worry about is that these days, you know, I have an Awareness Day calendar, and there are about three different versions. That was definitely three. There are three different versions of Houseplant Week. But then I suppose, why not? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the more holidays, the better. Uh, yeah. We already discussed uh, Valentine's. What do you think about uh, the Mother's Day? Oh, uh, it's going to be storming. Yeah. Yeah, because we're in the UK, we'll still be in lockdown. They've already yeah. told us that we don't come out. Probably shops won't be open until um, April is the prediction now. Um, no, it's going to be manic. And I think uh, by knowing the, the, the or the fact that you already know that it's closed, it's of course it's it's not perfect, but at least you know what's going to happen when you're in. Like, okay, do I need to close down? Yes or no? Uh, yeah. I think. That well, well, you know, I think again, that's another win potentially for the for the florists, um, the large e-commerce you know operators. There's going to be pressure on on transport, pressure on on yodel deliveries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, other other courier companies are available, uh, <laughs> but the, the number of slots out there is going to be, you know, it, it's limited anyway. And the more the more that gets dropped in there, the more pressure they're under. I mean, yeah. they have enough pressure on a normal Mother's Day. Um, there, you know, last year, last year, you know, there was a lot there was a lot delivered the next day. You know, there's. I think you might start seeing some options again to start having products on on the the day on the Saturday before, rather than just on the Sunday. Uh, I think I think there'll be some incentives out there potentially to move to move that day around a little bit. Just so. I I think that the online players are going to be victims of their own success, and that they again don't have the flex that a, a small independent retailer has in terms of being able to suddenly say right i need six staff i will do a phone round of all my friends and yeah. i will get assistance um you know yes on valentine's and and with covid we have an issue that the traditional mums and dads that got brought in to do deliveries won't be because of safety reasons but that does not mean that friends will not help 
or that they can't approach their local taxi companies yeah. who are not terribly busy at the moment and say, right, can I deploy your service? So we can, a, a retail florist can flex a lot faster. Um, Bring it back, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I just keep talking, maybe I'll hide this. <laughs> um, but they won't. Um, so retail florists could pick up a lot of business. And if the, if the packed houses fail at Valentine's Day, then there will be more incentive to go to a local reliable florist supplier. That's the point I was going to come on to around, you know, on Brexit, probably the largest impact to not just the flower industry, but the whole fresh produce industry in the UK is that a lot of that labor that was quite skilled is no longer in the UK. Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, a lot, a lot of those guys, they've gone back to, you know, all, all, all the European countries that we were, we were drawing from. Yeah. Yeah. We, I we, mean, because, yeah, not, because they, they're well, not going to come. No. Yeah. yeah I'm, um, I'm predicting a really big mother's day. We had a, a record Christmas pre-sales up at Valentine's already. Uh, I think the good news is, I think when we're looking at the possibility of further checks on flowers, that doesn't come into play till April. So we are so blessed in the UK. Yeah. We are really so terribly lucky to, well, you know, we have to keep looking at the positives. I can't, yes, no. our death rate is dreadful. And yes, our government has done some crap things. But sorry, I just used a really rude word. Um, but we have to keep looking at the positives because otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. There's far more than negatives. Yeah, uh, of course, that you're saying uh, it's got everybody's actually saying it's going to be a great Valentine's going to be a great Mother's Day. Uh, are the supermarkets prepare, uh, preparing for that? They're looking at data from uh, last year and, and, and last time it was on a Sunday, the, the Valentine's. Did yeah. they buy enough? There's the potential that there, there might not be enough in store that it could be un, un, you know under under egging it this year and be under uh, underselling. Um, there's been a lot of changes from the from the supermarket sector this year. Well, in the past 12 months, let's say. Yeah. And, you know, there's one of the, the 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 larger the larger packers is not packing for one of the larger retailers anymore. So there's 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 a lot of variables out there again which might mean that there is you know possibility of there being so with all the rationalization of the ranges as well either a uninspiring range on the fixture in a particular in a particular retailer or not enough product out there yeah so again a, a big chance for, for for local florists well also i think for valentine's they really need to push the fact that they need to order online because a lot of people uh, well, in Scotland and Ireland, they can't do click and collect anyway. And there are a lot of florists who um, who don't wish to do click and collect for, for, for safety reasons. And I totally get that. Um, encouraging chaps to order in advance is always a challenge. Yeah. But you've just got to keep banging on and saying, you know, look, you must order, must order. Um, and I think supermarkets, with all the rules and regulations and, and, and increased strictness on how they are to conduct themselves, may not be looking at flowers as a prime um, item in the, in the attempt to just get people in and out doing what they should be doing. I don't know. I, th I think you've seen some 
um, changes in floor plans within supermarkets where people are moving through some of the supermarkets. And yes, I've observed when I've been out and about still looking at looking at how some of the supermarkets work, I've noticed that some of the, the, the flower fixtures are not in prime position anymore. Yeah. yeah. And smaller. And smaller. Yeah, yeah correct. End, end of the cafe, the, the the wrong end of the, the walkway, those mm. type of things. I, th I don't think you're going to see, um, unless they decide to use them as, as um, guidance to get people into certain areas of the store, as the actual as the actual boundaries, I you know they, I don't think you're going to see massive over trading on the on the floral side. No. The what was done at Christmas in several stores was Christmas products being used as um, between between the areas where people would be queuing in order to move through the store. Yeah. Um, so there was you know Christmas wreaths, mince pies. Uh, prosecco etc being used to, to separate people as it were will 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 some of the supermarkets take that approach maybe yeah yeah that's uh, that, that, that's yeah uh, we know it in a, in a couple of weeks i mean <laughs> of course it could be that they're watching this and they'll all go oh blimey we ought to be selling lots more <laughs> yeah your phone was already ringing so i don't know who it was <laughs> I do not work for any supermarkets. <laughs> one thing that I've never done. Oh, once I did, I recruited staff, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. But to make a conclusion, I mean, we talked about a lot of subjects. Uh, Brexit, of course, it, it influences uh, some things, especially the plants and, and uh, the sundries, uh, but not as much maybe as expected or not as much. It didn't have much of an impact as uh, we would have thought a couple of years ago. And that's uh, partly or maybe a big part that's COVID because yeah. that's way bigger uh, of an issue at the moment than, than the Brexit. Uh, and of course, still some things are coming up with, with the flowers uh, maybe who have to have to be checked as well. Uh, let's see how that uh, works out. So maybe uh, we can do this, uh, this again in, in a couple of months. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, can we do it again anyway? Because it's great fun and it's a good excuse for A, my hair to be cut by my husband and B, to put lipstick on. Yeah, but uh, don't worry. Also, Costa did his hair, John did his hair, and I also did my hair. So. <laughs> might, might be using a little bit of foundation, though, next time, because I've noticed quite a lot of shine. <laughs> you can wear a hat. <laughs> this is rad. And we're all only drinking tea, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's something in it. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> After all, it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> Is there anything you want want to add? Something maybe I forgot to mention, or uh, starting with you, Caroline? No, just thank you so much for inviting me. I I love these, and you know we had a rehearsal talk yesterday. It was just such fun. Um, <laughs> And I think talking is just hugely important that, you yeah. know, we are all in this mess together and whatever sector you're in, we are actually all interlinked. We need, you know, I mean, OK, I don't want supermarkets to do marvellously, but on the other hand, they do take a lot of flowers for growers. So we can't diss them completely. 
the fact that people like Blooming Wild and Freddy's are doing so well is actually quite good because it means that more and more people are looking at flowers and then it's an opportunity for, you know, it's engaging and making people flower aware. And, and so talking and sharing ideas, I love that. I yeah. always have, always will. Okay, Thank great. you. Yeah. John? Uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me today. Uh, probably just a message to the florists, really, just to keep on doing what they're doing. You know, they've been pretty inspirational in 2020. Uh, they've certainly given me a drive to keep on doing what I do. Uh, just keep on doing what you're doing, guys, and we'll support you all the way. Yeah. Uh, Costa? Well, it's always good to talk. And, and it's always it always good fun to come on, on the show, John. Um, Brexit, Brexit hasn't broken us yet. We've all still got food. We've all still got flowers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 uh, the, the the fact of the matter is, is we'll 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 continue on. So, th for the florist perspective, yeah, just carry on doing what you're doing. Yeah, and just just be creative and and like like I said earlier, think outside the box. Make something else than 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 the the supermarkets are doing. Don't go into that price fight. I mean, we already seen uh, the butchers uh, losing the, a lot of them losing the fight with the supermarkets. The ones who stand out with, with doing something special, uh, they are surviving and thriving. Actually, uh, mm. the same with fruits and vegetables and and, and floral business. We're, we're the same. We need to stand out to to survive this. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, Caroline. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's the Brexit, so maybe you have to sing the God Save the Queen. Or <laughs> I was say, well, thank you, Anne. It is, it is one of my favourite songs. It's the only one that my dad ever remembers to the words to in his slightly fragile state these 